This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 19th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm very glad to be joined today by Gary. Gary, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Wrestling News Show. Pleasure to be here. Thank you you joined me in my gray surroundings here at the palatial Lisbon. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, we were supposed to have, uh, Gary and I were going to jointly do an interview with Georgia Smith this morning, the, the daughter of the late Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog. Um, she had a bit of a family, or not a family, but a, a bit of an emergency at her, at her home this morning. So we're going to put that interview on delay, but Gary and I, we promised you a show, and we are going to talk about all things NXT UK, which is a topic that we don't get to talk about much on our regular Monday, Thursday uh, show. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And Gary, I'm wearing uh, coincidentally. I'm wearing Walter's shirt today, so I am I am prepped for this show, if nothing else. <laughs> I'm the same. I was very proud. I have my British Bulldog shirt on here, but um, keep keep it all things UK. Absolutely. All right. Well, like I'd like to start every show by ringing the bell. I'm going to do that, and when we come back, we'll have the ridiculously random question, and uh, we'll see we'll see how things go from there. All right, today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better. Question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. You can play against me, you can play against Gary. Get in there and learn the platform now so that when uh, WrestleMania comes, the new season starts, you're ready to rock and roll and you can start collecting points and Somebody needs to take down John DeConi. So, <laughs> Gary, my question for you today is: Where? What is the best place to visit in Ireland? Now, the right answer is wherever I am. Obviously, is wherever I appear to be. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, Giant's Causeway. Okay, on the north coast of Northern Ireland. I'm gonna say with the. With all of the stone formations there, I'm gonna say Jan's Causeway. You know, I um, my my selfish reason for asking this question is I really wanted to see if you were gonna name some place that I had been to. I've been to Ireland three times, um, and only once did I go to Northern Ireland, and in that one time, I did go to Giant's Causeway. So we hit it. <laughs> so very good. Let's see. We got a couple of comments coming. Let's see what they have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John Smith would like to know why you're even wearing a shirt. He's, you know, like we, the numbers would have been better. <laughs> that's it. That's it. If George is not here, I'll have to, I'll have to make do. Well, we've already seen you do the whole double buy thing. So I think we're, you know, we're off to a good start. <laughs> All right. Well, let's transition. Let's talk about NXT UK and we'll kind of frame it around this week's episode, but uh, I haven't had some, you know, have you on Gary and I'd love to just, you know, talk about it in general. So, um, so I'm excited to do that, but our first match this week was uh, a kid defending the heritage cup trophy against Shaw Samuels. It went 1342, all things considered a kid won two rounds to one in the fifth round. Um, 
I, I really enjoy these. Uh, you know, it's like you get to see five matches at one time. So I, yeah. I really enjoy it. I mean, it's been good. I remember way back in the day when I um, came on at first and we're talking about NXT UK when I started back. When, when this was starting, I mean, this is what I grew up on, uh, the round system and stuff. And you can tell, I know there were people worried about the story you could tell through it, but like the story that was being told through the match, I mean, I was surprised they started straight in with this match, but the story they told through it with Shao obviously taking the first, I mean, there were, there were kind of two stories, I suppose. They really tried to get over the butcher's hook. Yes. His submission finisher, I mean, they, they really did a good job getting it over. And then even within in their third round, when, when A-Kid came back, and leveled and it won all. The story kind of was, oh, he's kicking Shah's legs. Oh, he's kicking Shah's body. Oh, he's kicking his arm. And then eventually he worked his way up, kicked him in the head and pinned him. And so even the whole story within that round was a, a kid does his MMA, here are the kicks coming in. So it was brilliant. We saw things together just fantastic. So um, really, it's just brilliant. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this round system as a, it's unique. Like if you're watching... In fact, NXT UK, and I want to talk about that in general, does some unique things that they don't do anywhere else in WWE, which I think is really nice for the brand. It actually gives it uh, a very unique feel as compared to everything else. And, and this is one of those examples. And like you said, you know, you got a two-minute round. You might get a decision. You might not. But you get the, you get the, uh, you know, the whoever takes the first round, then somebody's fighting from behind. You've got that whole thing. You have five opportunities, like you said, to get over the butcher's hook as a submission. So a new guy coming in, you, you get to see his finisher. He gets to use it to win, but not win a match type of thing. So you have a lot of different elements to work off. And A-Kid ultimately wins, you know, in the in the fifth round. He uses the Uma Plata arm bar Fujiwara thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, he, so he gets the match. Um, it's, and so I mentioned this, like, unique look to the NXT UK. It's the only only place in all of WWE where you're going to see a non-title belt being yeah. defended. It's a it's a cup and that's a it's a different look. I mean I know I know it took us by surprise. I mean way way back um after A Kid had won it when he was challenged for it, I remember Al texting me actually going, are they defending this? Is this like is this going to be defended? And it had taken me by surprise. I just thought it would be like like the Dusty Cup and NXT you go, hey we won that, our name's on it, fine. And I thought it would be like that, but actually a few times, and this was one of these times when I, as we were talking about with, with Al and Cheesy Night, I was saying that I could nearly have seen them go on with Shah Samuels if Noam Dar had got involved or something and done something. Um, because if they're going to defend it, you go, okay, it needs to move between certain individuals. And Shah, given his background and the, the length of time he's been in the UK scene, would have been a good one for it, but yeah. And uh, just on that subject, you brought up Noam Dar, and you know he wasn't on this episode, um, and he had, actually he hasn't had a wrestling match in quite a while. But he has these Supernova sessions, which are just fantastic. I mean, you get you get to see all his character work and stuff. Um, and since NXT UK comes has come back, they've done these different things. Whereas the previous version of the show pre-pandemic nothing like this so this is it, it, it you know that's a really interesting story element too with noam dar getting inserted into all of the stories yeah i mean it really isn't as i was saying the other night as well it's like 
anytime there is a, a supernova sessions with Noam, you actually know there's going to be a point to it. There's going to be always drive something else that's going to come on. Um, so it's brilliant. And as you say, it has really allowed him to come out and just show the charisma that he has. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. I mean, there are wee lines that he drops in every now and again from TV characters of shows from the UK that every now and again, I'll just sit and just smile and laugh and go, okay. Um, it's just, he is absolutely brilliant. It's, it's been a great vehicle for him. Now, what's interesting about it is um, we, we taught you just mentioned that a lot of times it leads to another match that's on the show. A couple of those times have been surrounding this Heritage Cup. And so it makes me think that ultimately when Noam Dar, I don't know if he's nursing an injury or something right now, but he's he's not wrestled in a while. But I think when he comes back, you know, he's got this vendetta with a kid. And I think, I think that he's going to go for the Heritage Cup. Say it would be a good match. That would be a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if I continue to move down, what happened on NXT UK this week? Ben Carter, who was a major signing um, for NXT UK, got a win over Josh Morrell. Josh, I don't think has got a win. Uh, he might have got a win with um, Stars over Saxon Hux Huxley, right? They had a, they tagged up for that win, I think, right? But otherwise, I think this is, I don't think he's had a win. So Ben Carter wins this match with a frog splash. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, a good, but I, a good I've been interested actually because whenever, when they when they started that match and Josh was in the ring, I was like, okay, this must be Ben Carter's match. Well, this will be quick. But every, the last few matches that, that Josh has had, they've let him do a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. So you can see this isn't just a punch bag. This isn't just, some sax buds that they've brought in to kind of be beaten really easily. They're letting you see, okay, this guy has something. He's not going to do it yet, but he's got something. And then eventually, um, over time, I think you'll see him come in more and more. And then he get a he get a win over a name of some sort, and then it'll start to push him. And it might not be for six months, but you can see that that's where they'll go with it. It's kind of the Leon Ruff uh, situation where, yeah, he's going to get beat, and he's going to get beat a lot in the next six months. But then he's gonna he's gonna sneak one out and you know and, and it won't really be a surprise because like you said he did look impressive you know he, yeah. he had some stuff yeah. in this match yeah so it wasn't all Ben Carter squash you know he Ben Carter was in jeopardy a few times uh, so one of the announcements I guess they made or, or if you were following closely you would know anyway but uh, Walter has surpassed. Pete Dunn as the longest reigning NXT UK champion. I got the ring general shirt on today. Um, <laughs> one thing, the, another thing that's really different about NXT UK is they work hard to establish these titles and they have very long title reigns. Um, Pete Dunn had like the longest in the modern era and then he got beat by Walter and now Walter has surpassed that. So, um, I mean, what do you, what do you think about this, uh, this whole sort of, Situation: Kaylee Ray has a long reign. Uh, Gallus has had a long reign as tag champs. Uh, it's another unique thing on the NXT UK brand. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know there was the there was the several month gap um, with COVID and all the stuff when they weren't taping. But however, if you were to put a gun to my head and ask me, I don't think they would have taken the belt off Walter anyway. Yeah, I, don't um, so. I think he he is like the figurehead, and you're kind of going that they really are trying to set it up, as you say, and that way it's worked for, for all the belts, is they're trying to set people up and go, 
these are the people and we're going to build them up so that when they get beaten, it's really going to mean something. It's not just like, oh, I know what will be good. We'll have a title change this week. It really is where it's like going, somebody has been there for so long and that if somebody beats them, you go, right, this is going to be the next person. It's almost like 1970s and 60s WWF of the day where somebody was champion for three, four years. And when they got beat, boy, you knew it meant something. And I think it's it's the same sort of thing with this. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny on the Essential Wrestling podcast, Al always talks about uh, Rohit Raju chasing Bruno San Martino, and I think you yeah, just yeah. kind of hit it the nail on the head. Walter is cha- is chasing yeah. Bruno San Martino. Um, he's got a ways to go. I think Bruno's reign was like <laughs> ten years, so I think we're, we got some time yet. But um, but yeah, and so and I mentioned Kaylee Ray a few seconds ago. She has an upcoming match with Mako Satomura. Uh, Kaylee Ray over 500 days as champion. Mako is coming in in sort of the player coach role. Uh, the match is in two weeks. Obviously, they're building Mako up right now. She's had one match uh, last week, and she won that against Isla Dawn. They're building her up as the final boss. They're building her up as you know this unbeatable character. I don't even I don't know that she'll beat Kaylee Ray. I think I think this is like cement Kaylee Ray, you know, give her this big, big win. Um, and then it's like, what do we do with Mako after that is what I'm most interested in. It's almost like the thing that keeps popping into my head is the way that's a still, it's just kind of a silly analogy, but the way Daniel Bryan is on SmackDown at the minute and that everybody knows that he's involved and creative, but he wants to put people over. He wants to make people and he doesn't mind if he loses what happens. And it's almost like that. To me, it's like that for her. She has come in, and for the hardcores, will go, oh, my goodness, it's Mako Satomura. And as you say, that if Kaylee Ray beats her and everybody's like, wow, they really want something for her. And as you say, she can't be losing everybody. Um, or And it might well be that something happens or somebody interferes or somebody runs in afterwards, and she makes an alliance with Kaylee Ray, and so they become friends that keeps her kind of at that level or something that they make a partnership because they are introducing a lot of new women um onto the roster when there's been a lot of promo time and a lot of of matches of of the women in the last couple weeks so as you say i can't see that that they'll take it off um kaylee i really can't but using um mako to just cement her and put her place i think is is probably more likely yeah, and I am really excited about Mako being there because so many of the women on this on this NXT UK roster, I think, are going to benefit from having that huge veteran presence there. Um, and you know, they'll so that's another it's another coach for them, and I think it's going to be great. To be yeah, really well because I mean, I mean, there there are so many of the women actually on on the roster who are probably twenty five or under. Yeah, they lost about it. And even, even if they've been wrestling since they're 16 or 17, that's fine. But they're still only 24, 25. And to have somebody like Mako coming in to say, okay, that straight away the respect will be there. But they can go, look, you've wrestled all over the world. You've been one of the most respected wrestlers in the world. Teach me, just help me learn. And for even we finer detail stuff, um, that would be absolutely amazing. So the guards won't um, really, they couldn't fail but to learn with her being there. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, a lot of the programming on the show is revolving around the women's division. You have 
Uh, Zaya Brookside and Nina Samuels in a program right now. They've been building that up for a long time. Um, and, and they've definitely indicated that there is going to be a match and Zaya Brookside will have to be Nina Samuels, I forget the word, servant or whatever for a month um, if she loses, which means she'll probably lose. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, you know, we don't think we, we didn't get a date for that match, but that's coming up and they had some pre-taped stuff on that subject. Um, and I, I think hopefully we see some of Mako's influence on that match, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. As you say, it is, it's, it's the way for me, and I'll say if, if anybody watched or listened to this who hasn't um, seen a lot of NXT UK, it's the way that they do build things up. I mean, they have layered this up for so long, and it's been a couple of months where, oh, there was a match, okay. Oh, there was another match, okay. And all of a sudden now you look back and you go, ah, they've taken a path zigzag to get here. And as you say, probably to me, I know it'll, I'll, I'll probably cry into his breakfast cereal here when I say that Zabrook said probably lose, but um, it, on the assumption that she does and that she becomes like the personal assistant for, for the month, again, there's a whole story to come out of that um, and, and all the things that are, that are going to happen. So it really is just layered up so well and comes on so well. So it is a match that I'm really, really looking forward to. And as you say, probably I assumed it was going to happen next week, but they haven't announced it yet. But say so we'll see what comes. Well, the interesting thing is that yes, Zaya Brookside. I, I mean, I, I think she'll lose too, but that means we're going to see a lot of her on screen, um, you know, doing various different things. And I think it's just going to build up for the you know the big match where Zaya does whoop her, as L is uh, you know written in to tell us about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do. I genuinely think there was somebody else. There's a there's a young female wrestler from Northern Ireland who I was talking to in the last couple of days, and I was talking to her. Just she she was talking about um, Sky James is her name. She was talking about like not having wrestled so much and so on and the things that have gone on. And what what I was actually saying when for the like of, of Sky, but also for like Zabrook side who's there, people like them who are so young. You think what Bailey was like originally in NXT when she came in, and was that young girl that all of a sudden young girls wanted to be like, and the stuff that all that is a mania and all that sort of stuff when she had that fan. To me, Zab Brookside, for the girls who are there at the minute, she's that girl. She's that young girl that girls could look at and go, she's really cool. I'd like to be her. And so when she, on the assumption that she does lose the initial match, as you say, when she comes through, and then she does beat Nina. That'll really give them all somebody to just root for and get behind and create an entire new star for, for the brand. Absolutely. And that, and it's so important um, for these companies to look at those demographics like you've laid it out because there's so many different slices. And what appeals to you know you and I as adult males is not going to be the same thing that appeals to you know a girl 12 to 15 years old or whatever. So um, so it's so you need the little slices, and we'll appreciate Zia Lee or Zia Lee. We'll appreciate her too, but Zia Brookside uh, and, uh, and Nina Samuels and everybody. But you know, it's they they all bring different things to the table, and you have a massive following in one demographic, and a you know a decent following yeah. in the other. So, yeah. uh, sticking with the women's division, we had uh, Danny Luna versus Aaliyah James. Uh, went, short match, three minutes thirty six seconds. Uh, they were really pushing uh, Luna's powerlifting credentials prior to the match. Yeah, I mean, 
I knew because obviously they had the videos or whatever last week as well. And as I say, I, I could have seen when, when the match started. And I know a few um, girls who are wrestling over here who know Aaliyah James and have wrestled her and stuff. And they have a, they have a lot of time for it. But you knew, I say, like, okay, it's Danny Nunes' time. They're, they're going to push her. But again, they gave Aaliyah a little bit. Um, they gave her a little bit of stuff. But as you say, it was, it was a showcase for Danny to, to kind of beat her with the barbell at the end. So, Yep. And we go right from there in, in hyping up another women's match that's going to come uh, again. Wasn't necessarily announced for next week, but go ahead. Who is it? Who would it be? Oh, yeah, it's Jimmy. Yeah, no, that's terrible. When you, just speaking of things that don't appeal to everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible. Well, I will I will say, though, um, the pairing her with, with Joseph Connors, and he yeah. is an incredibly talented wrestler. I've seen him live. I've watched him up close. He is absolutely brilliant. Um, and it gives him, it does give him something good. But again, they have over the last several months, you've just had stuff with, with Jimmy that she's done and it's built her character up. It has built programs up and they've moved. They've been able to segue from program to program by putting small things in. So it is very cleverly done, um, I, I will say. so. But it, no, but it is good to see that they are, because I was worried with it being an R program, sort of how much, like how many women they were going to sign or how many they'll put on. But they are load. They really are loading it uh, and getting a lot of really, really good women in, and then bringing in, as we said, that I can make a win to then help develop everybody else. So, fair play in that respect. So. It's so funny that you know you like we didn't even you know we brought it. I brought up the subject, and you and you talked about Ginny for that long. We never mentioned Piper Niven as the, as the name, <laughs> which is which is hysterical, given your given your fandom for Ginny versus something. But uh, yeah, so Ginny versus Piper Niven is the match that's coming up. We don't know when, but like you said, it's been building for a long time at this point. Um, and, and again, transition Piper out of her program with Kaylee Wright into this program with Ginny. And yes, this Joseph Connors thing, I think, is a rising tide that lifts both their ships. Because yeah. um, I think Ginny is, has got something to do now with somebody to play off. And so does Connors, who, to be honest, I mean, great wrestler, but hasn't was doing going nowhere. NXT UK. Now he's got something. So good stuff there. Uh, main event of the show was oh, Rampage, yeah. Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey. This was one we were looking forward to for a few weeks. Um, and Rampage Brown, he did get the win with the Dr. Bomb. Uh, 11 minutes, 16 seconds. Great, great match, right? I mean, yeah. Nigel Milganis and Andy Shepard were screaming the whole time. I mean, they. Uh, the, the first line of my notes I had written down, uh, there's two big boys fighting a big boys fight. I mean, it was just, they were laying it in, and it was like, and I know, as I say, they've wrestled each other several times um, on the UK scene. But it was like, okay, these are the two big bulls of NXT UK, and they have, Joe Coffey has been built up for a long time. Rampage has been built up since he's come in. It's like, okay, these two have to just butt heads and see who comes out on top. And again, like we talked about the story of the match within the, the A-Kid match, the whole story of this, once Joe was on the outside and injured his left arm, then it was all the things of, well, can he hit that move? And then when he did the springboard off the ropes, when he landed straight away, she said, Nigel and Andy Shepard were straight in with, but he's landed on his arm, he can't make the cover, he can't do 
And then you're going, a subtle wee thing. Okay, well, a big thing, but subtle enough that all of a sudden the commentators played it into everything. And I don't think, I mean, we were we were messaging last night. I was saying about how good um, that Nigel is as a commentator. And you were like, do you know what? Andy Shepard too, to be fair. And I went, yeah, they really do. They are they are a great, uh, great partnership and they bring a lot to the programme. Uh, but as you say, they just as that match built, the two of them were just going fuck mad, as we would say over here. They were it was just building and building and building. That whenever it came to the win, they made you as a viewer think this is a big thing that Rampage has beaten him. He's the next big deal here. And as you say, it was never said, "Oh, bet you if he wins here, you get Walter." But the fact that we had Walter and they did a video hyping up Walter being unbeaten, all of a sudden now you've got right big boy, bring it on. And you go, yeah, like they, the commentators helped to say, but Joe and Rampage just had an absolutely awesome just match laying it in. And they are, it was a really, really great big man match. I think they have to go Walter Rampage now. I mean, Ram, Rampage may get more matches between now and then, but to me, I think that's the next big, that's the next program for Walter. And um, on the other show, NXT, they've been running video packages for Imperium. Uh, and showing the full force of Imperium. So it makes me wonder, I when I saw that, I thought, okay, maybe Walter's coming to the States for, for a run for a bit. Yeah. Um, the, the re- there was one th- reason that made me think that as well, was when NXT started at first, there was a week that near the start, they brought all their tag teams out. And on the video wall, they had Imperium on the video wall. And it was like, okay, they're saying Imperium. Now I know there's all the travel thing, but... With the way they're taping, you could bring them in. But recently, there's been no word at all for Imperium on NXT UK. Alexander Wolf hasn't appeared on NXT UK. And as you say, I had the same thought of going, I know Triple H would give anything to have Walter across. Walter doesn't want to move full time and stuff. And I know that. Mm-hmm. But maybe now he is thinking that. Maybe he's thinking, do you know what? I've had a few years here at the top of NXT UK. Uh, do you know what? Let's give them six months. And the Imperium just go across. And I think if there's some night on NXT on the main program and if the music plays and out, out they come, I think I'll just sit in my living room and cry. Like, tears of joy, mind you, but just because knowing how like how awesome it is. So I think what you're saying is right. That may well be where they're going. Yeah, which um, on one hand, it's like I, I want this Walter Rampage Brown match. And frankly, maybe maybe they already did it and taped it. Um, that's a possibility. Um, but on the other side, the the reaction from the United States audience, if Walter walks out, he can walk out there as a face or a heel. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, we desperately want Walter versus Finn Balor on the NXT side, I think. So, so I think either way, either way, we all win. Whether he walk, whether he we get the Rampage Brown match, or we get the you know get him coming over to the states. But, uh, I, do, but I do think I think like when you were saying, if he does go over to the states, and again, if and say it's Rampage Brown who wins it, who becomes the figurehead champion, then you've really made Rampage seem like something. You've made the belt seem like something. And if Walter goes, it's not that you go, oh, you lost, and now you're away. You'd actually go. Well, fair play. Um, you've you've served your time and you have done a lot. So if he we went across, people wouldn't think any less and go, "Oh, how are you gonna come to the main roster? You've just lost a rampage." People would go, "Oh yes, you're coming to the main roster." So 
Yeah. Well, and you know, he could bring that belt with him too. You know, he, if he beat, <laughs> beat rampage, you know, uh, so a lot of really interesting things. And, and, and partially, you know, we started this conversation talking about the heritage cup. If Walter were to go over and do say two or three months in the United States, um, you know, you still got the Heritage Cup and all these women's programs that we talked about, we've just been talking about that they can kind of, you know, keep us, you know, keep our appetites satiated with until, you know, he were to come back. So, I mean, and even the interesting thing would be in the last couple of weeks on the main NXT program, Wade Barrett has dropped Jordan Devlin in the conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going, now, while I don't think that he'll go across full time, I genuinely don't. But if something happened, once travel eases up, but if he was to go over and have a match with who, whether it was Santos or whether whoever Escobar or whoever was champion, and if he was to win the belt and be the be the overall cruiserweight champion, you could nearly see him being on everything because they tape several weeks of NXT UK at a time. There's no reason why he couldn't come back and do that and then go over, and you could almost see Jordan be on every show and that which would be a big deal for him but it would be a great deal for us here in the UK as well it would be somebody that we could then go do you know what we're not just the wee satellite promotion it's not just the wee play thing actually they're given they're trying to tie everything in and give it a reason so that would be great to see so I think there might be something comes from that down the line but well you know and and travel into the United States specifically into Florida is not (laughs) such a hard thing um, I think it's more of like going back home. You know, we've, we've seen we've seen Pac going back and forth, and you know, with AEW. And yes, he misses several weeks of AEW programming because of the travel and whatnot. But you know, it's possible and it's doable. And like I said, not hard to get here. It's probably harder to go home. So, although in, in saying that, though, I mean, coming coming over here is the whole. You have to quarantine for two weeks or self isolate for two weeks. But if, say, for sake of argument, if he went over and did it, if they taped six weeks worth of NXT UK, if he went across the States for three weeks, well, he still got three more weeks, so he could still come back, yeah, quarantine for a couple of weeks, tape some vignettes for the States, have, do another day of tapings over here, and then go back across again, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. So, so this is an option for Walter or Devlin, you know, so... Or, frankly... Santos Escobar or Finn Balor, you know, right? Like the same thing. So, um, all right. Well, I, I think we've kind of drawn everything out of this week's episode of NXT UK that we're going to, as I've looked through my notes, I think we covered everything. Um, but you can't escape the daily wrestling news show without trivia. Nope. So, so we, so I, I wasn't planning on doing trivia, so I had to do it, you know, come up with it kind of on the fly and, you know, do some things from my head and some quick searches. <laughs> so I feel like your questions are on the easier side. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you say that now. Thanks. So but when I, I get might, them wrong, everybody goes. Ah, I might, I might get you on a few. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Travis says, "I think we should make Noam Dar an American citizen." Uh, to <laughs> And we'll make Jenny an American citizen. Is that is that is that okay? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's terrible. Well, sure you know what? Maybe it, it, it maybe in this in the way the way that you're framing this conversation, you have to give us both in order to take one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's uh let us hit that trivia. 
All right, today's trivia is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. It's a free newsletter that I put together each week. I compile the week's top stories, put them in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by company. Uh, over 3,900 people, getting very close to 4,000, are reading this newsletter each week. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter also keeps you up to date on everything we're doing. Uh, the issue comes out every Friday. Today's will be late. I will mention that now. A lot of things going on over here. So today's will be late. But trivia, you get five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the win. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. And we are going to talk about NXT UK champions today in <laughs> tournaments. So let's see how you do. Tyler Bate was the first NXT UK champion. Who did he defeat in the final round of that tournament? Was it A, Pete Dunn? B, Mark Andrews, C, Zach Gibson, or D, Jordan Devlin? That's only the first round. I know who you beat in the first round of it. <laughs> um, oh, holy moly, I've taken a blank. Um, give me the four again. Pete Dunn, Mark Andrews, Zach Gibson, or Jordan Devlin? Devlin. It was Pete Dunn. Ah, kick. He did, he did defeat Jordan Devlin earlier in the tournament, though. Yeah. Beat Tucker in as well. So uh, the rest of the questions are all going to be about Jenny. <laughs> uh, okay. So it looked like we were going to see Tyler Bate versus Trent Seven in the third round of the tournament, but Seven got eliminated in the second round by this man. This this was a hard one. Was it A, Joe Coffey, B, Sam Gradwell, C, Wolfgang, or D, Jordan Devlin? Wolfgang, it's not right. Wolfgang, say Sam. Wolfgang is right. <laughs> oh, I'll you for that. I knew, I knew there was one who knew it wasn't, but I couldn't think. I was like, I knew it wasn't Sam Grabwell. I was like, oh, I think I'm right. Oh, right I'm not going to get zero. I don't care. I'm not going to get zero. Sorry. Final question on this tournament, and then I'm going to switch, switch, or do a switcheroo on champions here. How old was Tyler Bate when he won this tournament? A22, B21. C20 or D19? 21. He was 19 years old. I, I was convinced it's 21. I knew, I knew it was you. As soon as you said the question, I was like, ah, 21, I know this. Uh, <laughs> Born in 1997. Oh, sure, I should have. Sure, that's the, the Tyler driver in 97. I should have. Yes. And uh, his, so his birthday is March. The tournament was January of 2017. So 19. Um, okay, WWE held a four-team tournament to crown the first NXT UK Tag Team Champions. The teams were Grizzled Young Veterans, Mustache Mountain, Gallus, and this fourth team was A, The Hunt, B, Webster and Andrews, C, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, or D, The British Bulldogs. Wait, um, no, I know what it wasn't. Um... And although I, I stand to be corrected on that if I'm wrong, I, but I'm going to go um, Webster and Andrews. That's right. And it's interesting that three out of the four teams in the tournament have been NXT UK Tag Team Champions. The team that hasn't is Mustache Mountain, which was kind of like the favorites going in. 
And that's the only one. Whenever he said the hunt, because I actually think I don't think at the time the hunt were teaming together. Because I have a I have in my head that when um, Wild Boar was doing dark matches, it was actually with Tucker from Belfast. He was teaming with at the time. So when you said that, it's the only thing I thought. I remember they had a dark match and thought, "Ah, copy them." So they were. <laughs> What's this? Uh, we're on the we're on the edge here. I'm two for two. So yes, this is uh. uh it all comes down to this one question. So, Rhea Ripley was the first women's champion. She won an eight-woman tournament to get that distinction. But my question is, who did Jenny beat in the first round? <laughs> and your choices are Nilly McKenzie, Isla Dawn, Tony Storm, or Zaya Brookside. Isla Dawn. Is Millie McKenzie. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, recent recent UK signing. I think that news yeah, has just signed her, signed her again, yeah. Yep. I think she's on the, she has a match on the, the Progress um, stuff that's on this weekend. I think Millie has a match on it as well. Yeah, I, um, I saw that. Yep, chapter 104. Uh, <laughs> I'll be getting sacked from Tuesday nights. Essentially, the rest of the podcast will be looking on you. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I, I'm sorry. We're going to have to uh, give you the Hawken. I guess they're not the easiest of questions as I look back. If I asked you who won all these tournaments, you definitely would have got them all. But I saw that Ginny pop off the page to me in that uh, initial tournament. So I was like, I got to uh -huh. get that one. So. All right. Let me tell some people about some other things that are going on. Um, and first and foremost, I want to let people know to check out the Chair Shot t-shirt. Chair Shot's our featured shirt this month. $20, the shirt not only features a steel chair, but it is a steal of a deal. Um, I'm always telling people how I don't like paying the upcharge for getting the soft style or the uh, larger size shirts. Uh, so when I you know, started creating shirts, I said I'm not going to charge people more for those. So it's $20 regardless of what size or softness or whatever. Um, so there you go, $20 shirt. I love this design, so hope you do too. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. We take you to the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And, of course, where Gary is most notably from is the Essential Wrestling Podcast. It returns Tuesday Al Carl hosts, I am there, Gary's there, John Smith is there, John DeCani is there. Uh, we give you the week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. each and every Tuesday on the Eastern Observer. And this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, returns Sunday after Elimination Chamber with a special post-show uh, on Elimination Chamber. And we are run every day, Monday through Thursday, this was a special Friday edition. I'm so happy we had Gary here today. Uh, Monday, I have an interview with Florida uh, Florida's Coastal Championship Wrestling superstar, Bugs Moran. Gary, thank you so much for being here. Uh, really appreciate having you here today. Been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's been great. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> I to reassure you on trivia. Uh, I didn't have <laughs> scoreboard uh, today, which is a good thing. Travis might need to get some points on the board before I put that. <laughs> but uh, 
again, yeah, thank you very much for being here, Gary. Uh, anything else you want to want to say before we get out of here? We will reschedule Georgia at some point. She actually just she emailed her while it was popped up on my screen that says she was she just she replied again to go just let me know. So we will we will reschedule that. But as I say, for anybody who's watching, as far as NXT UK goes, if you haven't been watching, keep an eye on it. Uh, There's a lot of great stuff happening, a lot of great wrestlers on it. Some new wrestlers about to come in, as I'm saying, the ran off arms, talking to some who haven't officially been announced yet, but who are coming in as well. So it is a great, great show, well worth your way of going out and taking an hour of your time to watch. Absolutely. And uh, one of my one of the highlights for me is when I when I'm like down making notes and I hear Andy Shepard go, cover. <laughs> I have to look up. Uh, it's a it's the greatest call in uh, NXT UK. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, folks, we'll see you Sunday night.